Hey friends, Insta Disney Dad here, and welcome to my podcast, episode number two. First of all, I want to say a very special thank you to all those of you that uh, tuned in, subscribed, also sent over feedback, and also are going to be guests on the show here. I had a great amount of feedback and guests getting lined up for upcoming shows just from episode number one. So for all of you that listened, tuned in, thank you so much. Definitely appreciate it. We're on to episode number two now. So very excited about this. And I got a couple topics that I want to talk about today. Uh, First one is going to talk about hurricanes. Because we were supposed to be in Disney this weekend for the grand opening of uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Due to the hurricane, we are not able to go. So we had to change our trip around. And I'm going to talk to you about what to expect. Possibly uh, what workarounds you might have if you have a trip coming up. And there's a hurricane that's going to mess with your trip. So we're going to help you out through that. Also... I'm going to talk to you about my uh, top five rides in all of Walt Disney World that are my favorite. And obviously this can change over time, so I might be doing another top five down the line. But I can also talk to you about that down the road here. And in addition, uh, in the first episode, I talked about some of the gadgets that I'd be uh, reviewing or talking about uh, what I use when I'm in Disney World, whether I'm capturing uh, photos, videos, whatever. And also a couple things that kind of drive me nuts that I see. So I'm going to give you some tips and tricks and also an idea of uh, some of the hardware that I use so that when you go and you take a trip, you're going to capture nice, smooth, clean footage that you can share with your family, friends, whatever you want to use it for. So we'll get into that here as well. Uh, but before I do so, once again, make sure you follow my Instagram at InstaDisneyDad. I post a lot of photos, videos on there. I'm continuously getting better at it. And uh, definitely next week when we go to Disney, I'll be posting a lot, especially with food and wine. My wife and I are actually going to start reviewing our favorite food and beverages that we uh, have an opportunity to try while we're at Epcot. So make sure you are tuning in, following me on Instagram at InstaDisneyDad. So let's kick off topic number one. How to handle a hurricane when traveling to Walt Disney World. So we uh, we had the opportunity to have to actually experience this ourselves. And normally you read about it. We read a lot of different blogs. As soon as we heard that the hurricane was possibly going to touch Florida. It wasn't even determined yet that it was going to happen, but my wife and I started looking into it. So what, what is the, uh, what's the protocol? How do they handle it? Is Disney safe to a safe place to be during a hurricane? Well, we did find out that yes, Disney is probably one of the safest places for you to be if there is a hurricane. So our minds were put at ease a little bit with that, but there's a couple other considerations that we had. First of all, our daughter is turning to on uh, September 3rd. So we were going to be heading down there to obviously celebrate her birthday, along with experience the grand opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and of course, Epcot Food and Wine. So we had a pretty jam-packed weekend put together, but the hurricane had different plans, and we definitely have to be safe. We got to put ourselves first, definitely got to put our child first. So we wanted to see what our opportunity or options were to change our vacation around a little bit. So do we need to reschedule, or are we going to get our deposit back, whatever it is? So we decided, let's give Disney a call and see what our options are. Because like I said, we kept reading blogs, kept reading a bunch of different information, but let's call the source. So we gave Disney a call, talked to our friends over there. Uh, Amanda on the phone was fantastic. She talked us through the entire process of what happens if there's going to be a hurricane, tropical storms, whatever it might be. And what she let us know is, A, we have a couple different options. I mean, we can definitely uh, show up. We can try to rough it out, ride out the hurricane. I told my wife I was going to bring a paddle board. 
and just, you know, ride the thing back and forth if, you know, we have a ton of water and whatnot, but she didn't find that humorous. I don't, I don't know why. Anyways, uh, basically, so the worst thing that could happen is that they actually close down the parks and then they confine you to your room. Um, from things that I've heard and other people have told me that have experienced this, they've had uh, movie marathons that they play in the room. But if you're staying in a place like we were going to, which is Pop Century, uh, we are we are removed from, for example, like the lobby area, which makes it hard. So if you want food, if you need to go, if you wanted to go do something else and you didn't have a main lobby area attached to your hotel, so like a standard hotel, um, you were kind of stuck in your room and you really weren't going to be able to do much. So that didn't seem very appealing to us. We're like, okay, let's see what we can do. We'll change this trip around, but... Now we got to call our friends at Delta and see if there is going to be any sort of weather waiver that's going to allow us to change our flight. And most times we've experienced this before. Delta's been very good. And hello, Delta friends. What's up? Um, And giving us the ability to change our flights if there is going to be any sort of like uh, weather issues that we're going to face during our travel. We experienced this actually last January when we were uh, in Hawaii. Back home, they got about 20 inches of snow. Yes, I'm from Minnesota, or as some people call it, Minnesota, which can be far from the truth because there's many times where we actually don't get any snow until roughly January or February. The last couple of years have been that way, and that's exactly what happened this year. So anyways, we had to give them a call. Uh, they offered us to change our trip around, and we had to spend a couple extra days in Hawaii. I know. Sounds terrible, right? So uh, we give Delta a call. You know, we're on hold roughly, you know, about 35, 40 minutes but they offer you that callback service. So get a phone call from Delta. They give us a couple of different options. They said, well, you can still continue to try to take your trip, but you might get delayed at the airport or, you know, your, your plane could get rerouted to a different state and you might get stuck somewhere else. Or we can give you the opportunity uh, to go through and to change the date range of your trip. Now we had to use it within a certain uh, time frame, So that pushed us basically a week later, but it costs us nothing extra. Normally, if you want to change your flight, if you need to, uh, uh, basically make any modifications, they have a cost associated with that. So they were super helpful. They walked us through what we needed to do. And then they gave us the opportunity to uh, change that. So we did. So instead of going over Labor Day weekend, we're going to stay home. I'm going to get caught up on some yard work, do some more cleaning for the fall. But we still get to go to Disney. So we're going to be down there from uh, September 5th through September 10th. So like I said, make sure you follow my Instagram. And uh, we'll be posting a lot of pictures while we're down there because I feel like we deserve this trip now. But anyways, that's kind of a couple suggestions that I have. First of all, call Disney, see what your options are, and then call your airline. Don't try to be smarter than the hurricane or try to take on the hurricane. That was first my mindset. And then, you know, I grew up a little bit and I decided not to do it. So anyways, that's what I highly recommend doing in the event that there is going to be a hurricane when you're trying to travel to Walt Disney. All right, let's move on to our next topic. My top five rides at Walt Disney World. Now, this list could honestly go on forever. It could be the top 20, top 30, whatever it is. But when I'm talking about rides, I'm talking about ones that I always know I got to get a fast pass for. And also ones that also might mean a little bit extra to me uh, due to just uh, some personal reasons or just for the fact that I think the ride absolutely kicks butt. So we're going to kick it off right now. Number five is... Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, located at Magic Kingdom. This ride means a lot to me, and for a couple reasons. First of all, it's one of the longest roller coasters that actually they have at Disney World. And also, 
my grandma used to love this ride. My grandma's no longer with us. So my mom and I, every time we go on this ride, we talk about my grandma and she always tells me the same story every time about how this is the only roller coaster that my grandma would ride. And the first minute she rode it, she wanted to keep going on it over and over and over again. Um, so this is definitely in my top five list. The minute you walk onto it, I mean, you feel like you're going to be going on uh, you know, a Western adventure. So if you haven't been on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, make sure that you put that as far as part as uh, one of your fast passes. So make sure you add that to your fast pass must do. Next up, number four. Again, we're at the Magic Kingdom, and since Halloween is one of my wife and I's favorite time of years, I mean, we we deck out our house. All of post pictures is here. We actually do the soundtrack to our favorite ride, which is Haunted Mansion, which is constantly playing on repeat on the house. But we decorate it up. We have moving lights, fog machines, everything, you name it. And uh, we try to kind of reenact. I mean, obviously, we can't do it as good as Disney does, but the neighbors love it. But Haunted Mansion is definitely my number four. Um, from the second that you walk into the room, uh, you're greeted, and the room is basically expanding. And then you go into this dungeon area where you, then you hop onto this cart and it tours you around, and you get to basically experience this haunted mansion to the point of where you're then going through a graveyard where all the all the corpses are singing to you. I know probably many of you listening right now know exactly what I'm talking about. And you're like, okay, yeah, I've been on the ride before, but for those of you that have not been on it. It is definitely a must-do. If you were to tell your friends that you went to Disney and you did not go in Haunted Mansion, they'd probably laugh at you and mock you a little bit. So, number four, Haunted Mansion. And let's move on to number three now, and we're going to actually go over to Hollywood Studios. Now, Hollywood Studios was kind of one of those parks that you could kind of get you know half a day out of, but now, especially with, uh, with the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening up, this is going to be an all-day park. And it's actually become my second most favorite park that there is at uh, Walt Disney World. And my third favorite ride is Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. Now, this this is a little bit different than your typical roller coaster. I mean, it's kind of similar to Space Mountain, the fact that it kind of goes through the dark. But when you walk through the queue, you're actually brought into what looks like a recording studio. I mean, you get to see a bunch of different uh, uh, musical instruments, a Fender guitar, a drum set, whatever. And then on the back wall is a giant television screen, but you see all of Aerosmith and it looks like they're mastering an album. In walks their manager and is like, hey, we got to go to a show, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, Steven Tyler comes over and he's like, well, what about our fans? And, you know, he's like, let's get them backstage passes. So basically, you know, they go through this whole spiel and some interaction with the cast members like, oh, go home with some backstage passes, whatever. But they, they direct you then to another door, which then brings you to, the, it looks like you're going through the back alley um, of a downtown uh, kind of scene area. So get in line. And now, first of all, I recommend if it's your first time, your hundredth time, whatever, I always ask to ride in the front car. I just feel like the experience in the front car is the best. The absolute front is the way to go. So when you get up to the line and they ask you how many people, you can tell them or ask them if you can sit in the front car. And they'll make you go, you know, into a different line and then they'll push you through to the front car. So highly recommend that. But the second you get into this car, which is actually supposed to be a super stretch limo. You are basically catapulted into this downtown highway designed uh, uh, scenario, which is the roller coaster going through basically like these different roadways to get to the concert that you were invited to with backstage passes. You got to experience it. You got to try it out. 
Uh, big thing I recommend at the end of it, this is one of those rides that does not automatically take your picture and then add it to your uh, My Disney Experience based on your Magic Band because it's a little bit of an older ride. So make sure at the end of the ride you get off quickly and then you go check out the video screens because they time out after about 45 seconds. So if you decide to dilly-dally, take your time to get to the screen, rush over there, put your band up to it so that if you want that photo, you don't lose it because you're definitely going to want it because I don't think I've ever taken a good photo on that ride of where I'm not looking scared. And I've, I've experienced it probably at least 50 times now. Definitely get your picture right away and laugh at your face on that one. So let's move on to uh, number two. That's right. My second favorite ride, again, still at Hollywood Studios, located in Toy Story Land, is Toy Story Mania. Now, this ride is fantastic. If you have not had an opportunity to go on this ride, and I know I use the word fantastic a lot, but it really is. I mean, my wife and I love this ride. We could ride this ride over and over and over and over again. And we've done that before, uh, especially when you're at a uh, Disney After Dark uh, special event. I mean, the Lion Key is usually five minutes long, so you can just continuously go on it if you wanted to. But your forearm is going to hurt because what you do is you hop on this car, and it's a two-person cart, unless you know you have a child, you can put the child in the middle on your lap. But you have these two pop guns, so like old school pop guns where you have to keep pulling the little uh, popper back to fire off the gun. And you are wearing 3D simulation glasses, so you're you're on this ride, you're looking at these different screens, but it's different midway games. So you start off by practicing by throwing some pies at Buzz and, uh, Buzz and Woody, and that gives you an understanding of, oh, this is what I gotta do. But then the fun starts. You hop on the ride, you're going through it, you're shooting different objects, you're shooting darts on one, you're shooting rings on another, you're shooting little uh, balls on the other one, and you're literally trying to get the highest score you possibly can. By the way, mine is 380,000. Well, it's like 383,000, but we'll just make it easy to remember. 380,000. Try to beat it. I was exhausted afterwards, but I have seen scores as high as 550,000 on this game. So, not saying it's not doable, but I'm just saying. Kind of a big deal when it comes to that, right? Anyways, definitely a must-do ride. Uh, kids of all ages, Love it. My daughter, I mean, she was one and a half uh, the first time we brought her on it, and she was entertained the whole time. And I mean, she didn't even have to pull the trigger on any of the guns. She just wanted to see the different things on the screen. So definitely, definitely, definitely a must-do. Make sure you put that as one of your fast passes. And of course, coming to number one, I, I don't think this is going to come as a shock to many people because this is pretty much number one on a lot of people's lists, but over in Animal Kingdom... In Pandora, Avatar's Flight of Passage. And that's where literally everyone runs to at Animal Kingdom from the minute of rope drop. Now, don't be one of those people, first of all. Just make sure you have a fast pass. And I've given you my fast pass tips before, right? When you're arranging your fast passes, just go through, you know, you're there for three days. Day one, two, and three, reserve all your number ones. Days one, two, and three, then reserve your number twos, then vice versa for threes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That at least guarantees you to do it because so many people go through and I watch people do it. I've sat over people's shoulders where they actually decide, oh, well, I'm just going to do one day at a time. No, get the ones that you want. Prioritize them. Make that checkbox happen. Check those things off and then move to the next row. Anyways, that's my little rant. So Avatar Flight of Passage, fantastic. I mean, the second you get on the ride, 
you are feeling a banshee breathing. That's right. You get paired up with a banshee, but then you're flying through the land of Pandora. And the best part about it is the smells, the experience. Um, you are instantly thrown out there. And it's 3D simulation as well, but you're actually on this banshee that does... It doesn't really move, but you feel like you're moving. It's it's uh, visually... Uh, it's, it, all the different senses it stimulates. Uh, smells, sight, uh, sound. And it takes all of that into consideration. So if you're flying through a... Uh, a field of flowers or a prairie or whatever it might be. You're going to smell those smells. If you're flying over the ocean, you're going to smell the ocean. You might even get splashed a couple times too. So definitely make sure that Flight of Passage is on your list of uh, rides to go on. So that's by far my number one. That's my top five rides. Now keep in mind, this could change because uh, this week we're going to be going to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and my number one spot could get bumped down to a number two spot. You never know. And I'll keep you posted. As my as my mind changes, I'll keep everyone posted. But as of right now, that's my top five. So let's move on to our third subject, which is taking photos and videos with your smartphone and tips and tricks that I have to do it. So one of the things that I see happen all the time is I see, first of all, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be, a lot of shaky footage. And that's because people are trying to hold their phone and I, you know, whether it's due to the fact that they've been around a crowd all day, it's, maybe it's windy. I don't know. Your hands getting tired from holding it up from that twelve-minute parade. A lot of shaky footage, and shaky footage is not fun for anyone, especially when you're the viewer. You might be thinking that you're taking the cinematic video. I mean, I see people getting up there trying to make it look all smooth and everything, but I've also seen the final result, and it's terrible. So, a couple of recommendations. First of all. If you're going to use a smartphone, you want to share it. You want to do, you know, some quick live tweets, live uh, live uh, stream video on, you know, uh, Instagram TV. You want to do it on Facebook Live, whatever it might be. Invest in a pop socket. I mean, five, ten bucks. Helping keep it stable. Your hand will actually help stabilize it better if it's actually got something to hold on to instead of you just keeping your hand held out there. Uh, so make sure you get a pop socket. That will definitely help out if you don't want to make any additional investments and it just doesn't matter to you. Uh, when recording video, though, if you wanted to share those special moments of your trip, when you get back with your family, you know, you want to show pictures of your kids interacting with a character or video with the kids interacting with a character, dancing in the in the street uh, in the street party, whatever it might be, uh, even the parade. You wanted to share the parade. Don't hold your phone vertical. Hold your phone horizontal. If you hold your phone vertical, you export that video, you try to play it on a television or a computer, all you're going to see is in the middle of the screen and you're going to have two really big black boxes on either corner of the screen. If you do it horizontal, it's going to fill the entire screen. See it all the time. Then the other thing I see all the time too is people realize, oh, I should flip this over and look, well... Yeah, but then halfway through your video, unless you are a video editing genius, you then have to go through and then reflip around the video because you decide to part way through. Oh, I'm going to fix this. And then you turn it sideways and now the video is turning sideways again. Do it from the beginning. Trust me, you'll love it. Also, invest in, invest in one of my favorite gadgets, which is a gimbal. A gimbal has uh, multiple motors on it. It's designed to be a stabilizer. Uh, for cameras, they use them for movie making. A lot of uh, a lot of professionals use them when they're just going out shooting. 
have them for DSL cam DSLR cameras. They also have them for smartphones. I have them for GoPros, whatever it might be. Just make the investment. DJI just actually uh, released the Osmo uh, 3, and it's only 139 bucks. $139. You attach your phone to it. It's got software, and it can definitely help you get that better footage so that you are not that clown that is sharing shaky footage with your family. Otherwise, if you're looking for a different brand, I use also the Zion uh, Smooth uh, Smooth 4. I like that one because it actually has a wheel on the side of it where I can do additional zooming focus, uh, but it's a little bit more advanced than just the Osmo Pocket. So, like I said, it, it's completely up to you, but if you want to get footage, you're spending a lot of money on this trip, you want to share those memories, you want to reload those memories, invest the extra money into getting something that's gonna give you that smooth footage. I'm not endorsed by any of these companies. These are just what I use and what I recommend. There's a great, big, beautiful Well, that's gonna bring us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Episode number two coming to an end. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram at InstaDisneyDad. Promise you I'm gonna keep posting pictures and videos um, of all my experiences in Disney and also answering questions. If there's something you want me to review, something you want me to talk about, please let me know about it. Just shoot me a message or even comment on my photo that you want to hear it on the podcast and I'll make sure to get it added for you. Also, special guests, we want to have them on the show too. Big special thank you to uh, BellDestinations.com. Once again, BellDestinations.com. Yeah, I'll take care of my travel needs. Um, so if you're looking for a great travel service, they do everything from Disney to cruises, Universal, whatever it is. They'll take care of you. Plus, their services are 100% free. But until next time, once again, thank you so much for listening Definitely appreciate it. And as always, have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Thanks for listening.